Lynn Smith, and I've got a, a gentleman with me today by the name of Scott Pesor. Uh, I hope you were here for Vicki Child's uh, show just uh, right before mine. It was just absolutely smashing, and I know that a lot of people benefited from that. Uh, today we're going to be talking with, with Scott, uh, another ordinary sort of person doing extraordinary things, and I want to welcome everybody to, to call in and, and chat on hearwomentalk.com. Let me throw that number out at you at 646 652-2071. So, hey, Scott, how are you doing? Good, good. Doing great. Good. Uh, just to sort of give a little intro to our listeners on, on who you are, I wanted to share with them that uh, your passion has been reaching out to teens and uh, the people that are involved with teens uh, all over, uh, gosh, the southeast and uh, different parts of your life for sure. And right. now, now you're now you're a local in in, in my hometown, and, and I'm glad <laughs> to have you here. He's the executive director of uh, Ground Zero, and uh, as far as I know, they're not blowing up buildings or reconstructing. Uh them, but they are certainly rebuilding a lot of spirits and and passions and youth all over. Is that yep. about right? Yeah, yeah. And at Ground Zero, I mean, a lot of, we get asked a lot of times about the name Ground Zero, especially as people identify it with with New York. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, we actually started the ministry in '98, uh, so we had the name before that and considered changing it. Um, but uh, just a kind of a little side note there, it was uh, it means the point of impact, and mm. so that that was something um, that we were really looking for, a marketable name for teenagers, and then um, something that had a little bit of meaning to it, too, is we want to make an impact in their lives. And so there is a connection there as far as the point of impact, but that's mm. it. Yeah, that's interesting that, that you share that. And, and I wonder that you already sort of had some, some brand identity with uh, the Ground Zero, and I wonder how many of the, the teens have really uh, been been sort of uh, changed by the the massive marketing, you know, with the reconstruction after 9/11, or if they were still just very identified with you, and that's where they stayed. Uh, yeah, I mean, we we haven't really spoken to the teenagers a lot. I mean, as odd as it may be, especially working with teenagers, uh, there are a lot of teenagers that we talk to nowadays, and we'll we may just in passing their conversation say something about Ground Zero as far as 9/11, um, and and they were. Young, that they, they mm. don't remember it, they and don't. you know. So the teenagers that we're working with now, especially middle schoolers, there's it's not quite the significant memory for them that it is for a lot of the adults, and and, and maybe some of the older teenagers, mm. particularly the college and stuff. So from yeah. from a teen standpoint, there's there's really not a lot of memory mm. to, to that. Wow. You know, I think that that's possibly uh, you know very true and something that, that uh, I can relate to and maybe some of our, our listeners. My my son's uh, 18, and uh, we were living in D.C. Uh, sadly, wow. uh, when not not the Ground Zero thing, but certainly when the Pentagon got hit. Right. And, uh, so he was there and he experienced it as a as a young middle school person, and so he certainly remembers it. Oh yeah. But uh, it, it's not really high on on the things that he thinks about every day. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, I imagine you know the, some of the things that, that, that the kids think about, and, and, and I love that you're actually reaching out to them in, in ways that uh, are not necessarily overtly the way a, a lot of adults would reach out to kids. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's one of the things that um, th- that we're constantly looking for is something that, that teenagers can relate to. I mean, I, I remember um, we actually started the, the, uh, the ministry when we were in Tennessee before we moved it down here. And I was talking with the city that we were in, and they were wanting to do a number of things to reach out to teenagers. And it was, they had good ideas. They had things that teenagers needed. Um, 
And the thing that I challenged them with was to realize that, that there was a big gap between the teenagers and, and where they were sitting in that room coming up with all of these ideas mm-hmm. and that they needed to really be conscious of the bridge that they needed to build. And so um, they didn't have to compromise. I mean, this, was, this wasn't this was necessarily a, a, a Christian or organization that we were talking to. It was, it was the city government. Um, but they still had good things. They had tutoring. They had they had a lot of good things that they knew would provide some substance to those teenagers. But what was missing was was some was a connection mm. with those teenagers in a relationship. And those are one of the things that we're really focusing on, not just with who we are as staff, but being able to help the community realize that not only are there needs out there, and these are some of the ways that we can meet those needs, but really everything, particularly with teenagers today, is really thrives on on relationships and getting to know them and getting into their world. A little bit as well. You don't have to be a teenager to be in that world. Well, you know, I, I think that's uh, one, one of the fascinating things about your organization, that there um, are a lot of adults out there working and looking to uh, connect with the youth, thinking that, well, you know, maybe I can have some sort of a, a positive influence, and, and they want to be passionate about uh, sharing what they know. And, and, and certainly sometimes it's about their faith, and sometimes it's, it's simply about uh, something that they care deeply about. And you sort of found a way to sort of bridge that gap and, and connect people. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately, I mean, our whole goal was is is driven from um, uh, from our relationship with with Christ and and being a Christian organization. But but we we also realized that these teenagers really could care less mm-hmm. about who who Christ is or who you know or. or or anything about any any religion. A mm. lot of times, uh, they're they're just desperately seeking someone to care for them. And uh, they, you know, there are a number of sayings that that kind of goes around, and um, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. And in really showing that care, my wife and I had um, the opportunity to take a 17-year-old girl uh, out to eat Friday night, mm. and um, we had uh, been put in touch with her through um, uh, through the through the, actually the local school system someone at, at school had recommended that she call us because of some things that she's going through and um, it was just interesting to uh, to be able to take her out to, to eat and spend a little bit of time with her and hear her life and to hear uh, the things that she's going through and her mm-hmm. friends are going through wow. and uh, it was heartbreaking quite mm-hmm. honestly Jeez. and um but at the same time, when we're talking, she's talking about yeah. She said a lot of people, a lot, a lot of my friends. She said they they can see through the the people who want you know the adults who want something but don't really care about the teenagers. Mm. And um, she said we're just really looking for somebody to care. I mean, she told my family. She, or she told my family. She told me and my wife. Uh, she said you know she said I appreciate you allowing me to to go out to eat with you. She said it gives me hope that. Uh, to be able to see what a family's meant to be. Wow. And um, I think uh, you, you touched on uh, so many things that that uh, sort of triggered some thoughts in my own mind. You know, as I, I think I look at you and I think that wow, you are living the life. It's it's certainly your job, but it, it is something you take home with you, and you've got that support uh, of your your wife. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, and she's behind you in so many ways. Uh, you know, with this passion in it. So that's so important, I think, if you have that passion, to, to have people that care about the deliverers of the passion as well as the recipients of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you're, I am fortunate. I, I mean, my wife has been uh, a true rock through this. I mean, uh, starting anything from scratch, is uh, whether it's a business or 
organization or, or whatever it may be is a, a challenge. Uh, and my wife has been very supportive um, in, the, in the challenges that we had to take on to be able to do this. And it wasn't just driven out of my passion, but it was driven out of her passion too. Mm. Uh, she she has a deep desire and concern for um, for teenagers. Both of us actually have youth ministry degrees. Um, oh, interesting. So we've been we've both served in in the area of youth ministries within the context of a local church. Um, so we we both um, realize and identify with the need to be able to reach to the out to the to the teenagers today. You know, another thing that you know, and I appreciate that uh, that you both connect on on a certain level, and then and then you appreciate each other. Uh, one thing that that you also mentioned that that I find interesting is uh, the way you use the word ministry. You know, when I came down south, uh, I realized that I was uh, in the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> when I was in D.C., I was in the politically correct belt. Yeah. And uh, sometimes politically incorrect belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is really interesting that that uh, you know a lot of people think that ministry means church. And and uh, really, it means uh, living what you believe and 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 touching the hearts of people and, and sharing uh, hope and, and peace and and even that that little level of normalcy. Yeah, and I think that was even the conversation that I had Friday night with this young girl. I mean, she was saying, you know, if if, if you go onto a campus and talk about Christian, she said you're going to turn a lot of people off. Yeah. And um, you know, it, it's sad uh, to to think that. It, it's sad that really. Uh, um, unfortunately, a lot of Christians, a lot of churches, a lot of ministers, a lot of evangelists um, have have in in their you know in, in just being human, you know they've been they've ex- been exposed to a lot of a lot of things and have made some wrong decisions. And I think people that aren't connected to a church kind of get with that, yeah, and and kind of create a stereotype of Christians that really. Um, Gives a perception to people who don't go to church uh, something that, to- that is completely opposite of really what uh, you know a true follower of Christ or a true Christian is, which is really you know really caring for people and loving mm-hmm. for people. None of us are perfect. I mean, there may be some Christians that think they are, but they're not. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, there's a lot of other people too, but you know, but but it is about uh, for us. It's, it's being able to say, look, it's it's. It's being able to go into the lives of these teenagers or anybody, but it's you know uh, being able to um, to say it's not it's not so much about ministry, it's not so much about church. Uh, a lot of times we'll say it's you know it's not a religion, it's a relationship. Mm. It's, it's not a religion. There's religions all over the world, but it, but what makes this difference? It's a, it's a personal relationship with with Christ, and and that's really what we're wanting to let these students know that is available for them. I mean, we can't force it down the throat. Ultimately, it's their decision. Sure. Um, but until they make that decision, or if they never make that decision, there are still, I think, opportunities that we have to make a positive impact in the life of that teenager. There are needs, physical needs, that we can provide. My wife took this girl and her and two of her friends Saturday morning just to get groceries mm-hmm. uh, and, and a few clothes uh, to wow. Walmart. You know, so there, are, they, they really could care less about Christianity right now. Right. They've got too many hurts in their lives. But I, mm-hmm. I think that we have an opportunity to uh, um, to still meet out and reach out to them and show them what really, being you know, what really Christ intends us to be. Wow. 
Well, you know, uh, my, my show is really all about ordinary people doing extraordinary things and, and leading that valuable life. And and uh, and I can see that that you all are are doing that. And, and it's really interesting that you know this this week, just the way the the guests have sort of worked out, I have had a lot of people that are more um, focused on the delivery of the the Christ message. And and mm-hmm. uh, um, but in general, all of my guests are. are uh, pretty much open to sharing love and, and feeling love and, and giving to others. And, and I just really want to encourage everybody that's listening here today that if you have a, a way that you're giving or even a need that you want to maybe talk with us a little bit about, uh, certainly uh, Scott and, and uh, his wife's not here, but I know that uh, um, he has a lot of stories he might share about their their connection, the way they reach out. And, you know, you can get the, the, the female and the male perspective on, <laughs> on ways that you can live that, that valuable life and, and uh, you know, really be a part of uh, changing people and, and changing yourself, too. Yeah. Uh, we are going to take a break, and uh, when we, we come back, we'll, we'll certainly look at any chats and comments. And uh, take your calls at 646-652-2071. And I encourage everyone listening to uh, visit us at Hear Women Talk. We'll be back in a moment with Scott Pesor from Ground Zero. Network for Hear Women Talk. And you're listening to Wow, You're Living the Life with me, your host, Jody Lynn Smith. And I'm so happy to be uh, joined here by Scott Pesor, Executive Director of Ground Zero. It's a youth ministry mission focused very much on making an impact on on uh, teenagers everywhere and, and also the people that are, really care about those teenagers. And uh, if you were here with us in the, the introduction part of our show, you, you learned a little bit about uh, what Scott has learned and, and, and uh, you know, with his wife have learned that it's all about really that relationship and that relationship of caring and, and uh, you know feeling love and, and sharing love and I think that's that's a, a passion that a lot of us maybe seek but don't know how to how to get that connection that you've got and uh, where did that come from Scott I mean did you just pop into your head one day this is what this is who I'm gonna be or what well it's um it actually goes back to when I was a, when I was a middle schooler. Um, I remember standing in the kitchen telling my mom what I what I really felt like um, um, God had placed on my heart. And uh, even as a middle schooler, I got engaged with doing ministry to students and uh, being a teenager at that time myself, realizing the struggles that uh, that I was faced with, what my friends were faced with, the, the things that they were getting involved with, and. Um, so it really just kind of created itself out of a vision and something that God had placed on my heart through my church and through the need that I saw as a teenager myself. And so now, 25 years later, I, I can look and realize that uh, um, the things that I talked about that day in the kitchen with my mom are, are the things that I'm doing. And they really weren't being modeled, which was I think, I think it was kind of a neat thing. It wasn't something that I was looking around and and I saw somebody doing this, mm. uh, it was really more driven out of a need and figuring out how to be creative enough to try to figure out how to meet that need. Wow. You know, and, and I can see that you're, you're doing it. Actually, the way that uh, we first encountered each other was at a, a huge event where you were touching a lot of people, and it was called Beach Blast. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know yeah. that there were there were families there, there were single people there. Uh, me and my girlfriend Ivy were there, and, yeah. and you had all these kind of booths. And, and all of these uh, Christian artists and musicians, which I know you're also a musician, uh, were there. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I don't, I don't like Christian music. Uh, you know, I got enough church. Yeah. 
from you know mom drags me to church or whatever but uh, you know Toby Mac was up there uh, doing uh, yeah. I don't know backflips and uh, singing I, I want to say hip hop and yep. and then who else did you have there at Beach Blast there were some I'm, I'm not gonna say was it a rapper what uh, yeah uh, KJ52 uh, yep. he was there uh, Cutlass uh, Toby Mac was was really headlining the night and um, yeah for people that um, that that, that um, uh, don't listen to a lot of contemporary Christian music or, or rock mu- Christian music or whatever you you want to call it. Uh, it's a lot of times they're in for a surprise. I yeah. mean, it's really. Uh, we were talking about the young girl that we went out Friday night with. Yeah. I didn't mention to her that um, that it was a that Toby Mac was Christian, but I put the put Toby's uh, CD in and listened to it, and I asked her what she liked. She said, "Oh, I really like that." You know, yeah. she had no clue as a Christian, but I mean, so um, for those folks that like the hymns, yeah, um, we uh, and I grew up on traditional music. I still like the hymns too, but there's a there's a lot of um, really good music out there uh, with different flavors of music too that get that makes it easier to be able to uh, for students to identify with a with a good positive message yeah you know and, and I certainly noticed that and and then of course so sometimes we play the one couple of his songs on you know intro here mm. uh, you know and one of my favorite one is oopsie Daisy because you know that's yeah. sort of you know, the way it is with live radio sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then he also has uh, some neat ones about you know just you know tonight's the night if, if you got to start somewhere yeah you know, why not here and and the first time I heard that I was like wow yeah. you know that that's what that's what living your passion is it's you know okay I'm busy I have a bit str- a big life, but I can start here. I can oh, start yeah. with one kid taking them out to dinner, or uh, one person and, and and buy them some clothes and, and just listen and, and care. Oh yeah, and you know, and make um make a significant difference. I mean, you know, you think about individuals that um. I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I really don't know what, you know, who, who's going to cross over my path and what influence I might have in their life or um, whether it's just going to be a, a, a relationship with that individual or whether that relationship with that individual is going to spur that person on to reach, yeah. you know. I mean, you think about, you know, the person that led um, Billy Graham to Christ, you know. Mm. I mean, all he had to do was touch one person and Billy Graham and then, wow. you know, Billy did the rest of the, to the work. Happened. You know, and there, of course there are other people like that. You know, yeah. throughout, you know, may not. You know, that's just kind of a, a an idea that I use or an example that I use sometimes. That you know, it really only takes one person, mm-hmm. and um, and then just b- being a friend to that person, reaching out to that person, and um, and sometimes we may never know what really happens to that person. We just have a season of their life, mm-hmm. maybe a f- couple months, maybe a couple years, maybe longer, but um. Uh, whatever season of life that we have the opportunity to hang out with, uh, in our p- specific case, those teenagers, you know, we want to make it the best that we can. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, certainly uh, uh, if the teenager is, is happy, the household tends to be happier. So on the very surface level, mm-hmm. you've got that. But you know, it goes deeper than that, for for sure. And, uh, you know, I think uh, my, my sister and I were chatting recently about some experiences that she had. And, and the idea came up with, of, you know, gosh, I wonder why this person came into my life. I wonder why they were here yeah and it just sort of came up in the conversation and we were saying well you know maybe you were brought into their life and you don't know why and you don't know what what impact you're having but you are having an impact and and uh, just having that earnest desire to, to share that love with whoever needs it that's what that's what being uh, a Christian is I think in the most contemporary way w- w- do you agree with that yeah I, I remember when we were um, we uh, we were doing ministry in Tennessee we had um we were starting this outreach facility and we renovated a building and we were getting ready to open it up. It was September, mid-September. 
And um, we had set up a, uh, for lack of better terms, a small trade show display type thing table, Mm -hmm. and we had put it at the local mall. And um, just to try to get information out to adults and students alike before the opening weekend. And there was a kid named Brad that came by the table that night, and I started talking to him. He was a middle schooler. We, um, We had a really good conversation that night. I gave him some information on this facility. And he um, uh, ended up showing up that next Friday night uh, for our opening band. And this particular facility was we were open every Friday and Saturday night from opening night through the fall. And um, he he started coming every Friday night and every Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also used this facility because I was actually the youth pastor at a church. We used it on Sunday night and Wednesday night for our, our youth meetings or you know our, our weekly youth meetings and then he started coming on Sunday and Wednesday nights so he was coming four nights a week um but when the time changed later that fall, which it wasn't didn't take a whole lot of time, a few weeks passed and the time changed and I had noticed my wife and I had noticed that he had been riding his bicycle mm-hmm. um and so it was dark when the youth was was finished that night and we asked him if he wanted us to take him home so we he agreed we put his his bike in the back of our car and we took him home and it was 20 minutes by car to get him to his house and he had been riding to and from four times a week wow. uh to come to this um and i remember asking him one time i said you know well, why don't you come on sunday morning and um we'll pick you up we picked him up he came on sunday morning we took him back home uh, uh later that week he was there, and he came up to me, and he said, Do I have to keep going to that church on Sunday to keep coming to this? And I was like, No, no, you don't. You know, that that's fine. He, he really um, wasn't interested in that. And um, But he kept coming, and it was probably about f- February um, that he came to us one night, and he said, um, I'm going to have to live with my dad. Mm. And uh, he said, um, So I won't be back. And um we we didn't see him after that, and we learned a lot about Brad from from late September through mid February. We learned that he um, was struggling with um, even writing his own name. Uh, mm-hmm. We learned that uh, even as a middle schooler, that reading was a, a huge challenge to him. Uh, memorizing things were a challenge to him. Um, a very smart kid, but his but uh, he just he had um, he really had some uh, some challenges. Uh, more in his living environment than mm. anything else. Uh, we had picked him up after Thanksgiving, and he, um, we asked him how his Thanksgiving was. Yeah. He, uh, he said, ah. I said it was okay. I tried digging a little bit deeper, and he said, well, I said it was. Um, I said, what'd you have? He said, I didn't have anything. He said, my uh, my mom and my stepdad locked me out of the house, oh, and uh, I said, what'd you do? And he said, well, I just rode my bike around all day, wow. and um, so I mean, he had um, he had some really some really big challenges in his life that he was mm-hmm. faced with. Um, and February came, and I, I didn't have the chance to see him anymore. Well, four years later, I got a phone call at home at night, about 9 o'clock, and it was Brad on wow. the telephone. Mm-hmm. And we talked for a little bit, and he said, I'm at a store. He said, I'm back in town. He said, I don't know if you'd come pick me up and let me, take me to see my mom. And so I did, and I hung out with him for the next couple of days. And um, uh, he, he left. I haven't seen him since. Um, but he... Um, I was laying in bed you know, a couple nights after the few days that I had with him, and I was thinking, you know, I said this was a kid that four years ago r- really struggled to write his own name, mm-hmm. or to read, um, and struggled memorizing something. And he either remembered my phone number wow. or he remembered how to spell my last name 
to call information or look me up in a phone book for a period of four years. And sought you out. And to seek me out. And, you know, you start thinking about, you know, you're talking about making an impact in the, in the life of an individual. You know, you don't know how much that means to an individual. And I just started thinking how much, how significant that must have been to him for him to have remembered one of those two things for a period of four years. And I only knew him from, from late September through mid-February. Um, and in spite of the challenges that he was going through, um, it, it, you know, just a little bit of an interest in someone can really make a big difference. Wow. You know, I, I, that's so important uh, that, you know, we talk, as I said, about a lot of people doing big things everywhere. And, you know, one of the, the things that really touched me about your your mission, even though big things happening all around you, you're still in touch with that one person or that that. that, that single adult or that individual uh, child that sort of needs to be, uh, you know, felt cared about. Right. You know, I actually uh, heard a similar story, and uh, anybody here who follows golf uh, more specifically than I do might have some of the names (laughs) better than I do, but... uh, It won't be me. You know, (laughs) I'm I'm certain maybe some of our listeners do. Golf is such a big thing down south. Uh, But, uh, you know, a golfer that went to Coastal Carolina, uh, his name was Dustin, and he did really well in the recent golf uh, championship that was on and uh, similar situation you know just a lot of uh, unsettling things in in what would be his traditional normal family environment and grandma took him in yeah, and, and Grandma made uh, you know a, a, a big difference in his life, and, and I know we have a lot of listeners that are maybe are, are serving that significant role in their grandchildren's life for whatever reason right. the, the parents can't do it or or won't do it, whatever it is, and uh, you know it, it's so important that you can just have love and have a passion and, and, and share it with somebody, and 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 he was doing you know wonderful things, and uh, right. you know unfortunately we, for the the golfer Dustin, I mean his grandmother died before she saw him uh, do this exceptional um, reach it, you know, really elevate his game to this exceptional level right. and then a coach stepped in Yeah, you know and, and you know you could say well the coach just wanted to win no, no I don't think so yeah. I think the coach had a connection with grandma or a connection with uh, uh, Dustin and just really elevated him to a place where you know he could live his faith out loud and, and also do really well and be oh, a good yeah. example to other people that are maybe struggling And so you just don't realize the impact uh, that you have on, sure on well I mean even, even the blind side the movie this just come out recently. I mean, oh, yeah, I saw that movie. A, That's a great movie. A clear uh, example of what investing into one individual's life can do. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and what you may elevate that person, like you said, to, do, to be able to go on and do and the differences that they may be able to make in other people's lives. And uh, So, yeah, I, I think that it's, you know, sometimes, particularly in youth ministry, we're, um, we're intimidated by teenagers. Oh, yeah. And, um, um, I was up just the other just the other month. Uh, I was hanging out here with my family at one of the places, and um, I noticed that there was a kid. That he was all dressed in black, and uh, I mean, this was in the summer, and he mm. was just—I don't know how in the world he didn't keep from just burning up. But I mean, everything about him was just black. Uh, and of course, he had the um, the things that went along with 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 more, more of the goth look, with with the tattoos and the and the earrings and stuff like that. I mean, but mm-hmm. and it wasn't just a little bit. I mean, it was his whole. I mean, I, this wow. he had to have dyed his hair black to have had wow. it that black. It was that black. Um, mm-hmm. And so um, I watched him. He was by himself, and I. My, my kids wanted to go into one of the stores t- t- to play with the toys, and so I told my wife, "I said, just going in with them and and let them play for a little bit. I want to s- sit out here for just a minute." And I sat and watched him, and um, 
Nobody ever came around, so I went over and introduced myself to him and talked to him. I probably talked to him for about 10 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just amazing uh, to see that once I made the effort to talk with him, how much all of a sudden there was a shell that was kind of broken and all that Mm -hmm. exterior stuff just kind of moved to the side. And you had an opportunity just to kind of look into the life of this individual. Now, the life of this individual was somewhat um, um, in turmoil. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but at the same time there was almost a cry there was there was a look at me I need some help I need wow. somebody to talk to and I think so many times um, particularly as adults we're intimidated by teenagers we're turn- yeah. intimidated by their music we're intimidated by the way they look uh, by their language by their their you know the different forms of communication they use or, or whatever it may be uh, and sometimes you're going to get that pushback from more times than not you're going to get the pushback from teenagers but yeah. but um with a little bit of courage and with a little bit of willingness and passion I mean you know when you can push through that stuff there's really just a Something broken that's kid that's, that's, that's just really saying I need somebody I and need you know, somebody to care you know it's uh, just before we go to the break I, I want to you know share with you a, a point on that that you know a lot of people think that only broken people uh, need to be touched and, 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 and mm. loved and, and uh, you know there's a lot of uh, you know Outwardly appearing, well-adjusted youth that, oh, yeah. that uh, have their own struggles, either with their peers or they're not quite sure how things fit. And and uh, you know, when we come back in the next segment, I, I want to talk about you know the people that you've touched that have been troubled as we have so far, and and then some of the the ones that uh, maybe are, are we see a lot uh, you know on the, the television show type things, but also even just in our own neighborhoods, the yeah. the, the perfect-looking kid next yeah. door, and and, and uh, how you reach out to them and your impact ministries in the high schools and that kind of thing. Sure. So I think that would be great. Uh, We are uh, talking with Scott Pesor from Executive Director of Ground Zero, and uh, he is modeling a way to reach out to uh, youth and and, and share faith in a way that that comes across and that they need and and, and can reach. And we welcome your your questions and your comments. Uh, I also want to steer you to a video uh, that's on our Hear Women Talk social page, and it tells you a little bit more about Ground Zero. Maybe you want to take a peek at that. We're going to take a break right now. And this is the Jody Lynn Smith Show on the Zeus Radio Network. You're listening to Wow, You're Living the Life with me, your host, Jody Lynn Smith. And I'm fortunate to be joined by Scott Pesor. He's uh, Executive Director of a Ground Zero. It's a youth ministry that is really modeling and reaching out to teens and, and also the people that are mentoring them, be they in, in, in church or in school or even in the chambers of Congress. Uh, you've created one of the, the most unique ways of uh, touching uh, happy, well-adjusted kids and, and some some ones that are struggling with some really deep pains, and, and, and I know that takes a passion and, and, and desire and a lot of, you know, focus. How, how do you do it, and, and can you share a little bit about, you know, what your program's all about? Yeah, we have, yeah, I mean, we have a, different, a number of different things. I mean, for me, uh, serving on staff as a, at a church as a youth pastor for a number of years, uh, there were a lot of struggles that I, I, I had. I mean, I was limited in my resources, whether that was money or volunteers or space or time or whatever it was. Um, and, and there are a lot of churches where the youth pastors are really struggling with that. I mean, I just uh, applaud the, our youth pastors, whether they're uh, volunteers in their church or, or paid staff. I mean, these guys, as well as other ministers, are really sacrificing a lot to 
to make a difference in the lives of teenagers. Uh, for me, I just felt like that there was a lot more opportunity to be able to step back from one particular church and, and look at the community as a whole and say, look, how, how can we collectively as churches mm-hmm. in this area make a bigger impact so that mm-hmm. the weight's not all carried financially or whatever it may be on one particular church? Um, and so Ground Zero serves more as a hub. How do, how do we fit into this community and how can we spend our time connecting uh, churches and um, and working to do events that one church couldn't do on their own and building relationships with um, with different compo- different components in the community that uh, that make these things happen whether it's business leaders or, or media like being here today making ourselves available to help really get the word out where youth yeah. pastors don't um, don't necessarily have the time to do that. So um, we do campus ministries, middle school and high school campus ministries, and um, it's an opportunity for us to um, empower students to make an impact on their campus through, um, you know, a 30-minute once a week, uh, you know, campus ministry meeting either before or after school. Um, and it's exciting to to be able to work with the students and to see them kind of raise up and take some responsibility and uh, encourage them in certain areas, uh, help educate them, not only just the adults, but educating the students on uh, how they can be a part of making a significant impact on their campus and reaching out to their friends. And uh, one of the things that we do is not only encouraging the, the, our campus ministries to look for ways to impact their the student body, but, but look for ways to make a difference in their teaching. And their faculty, wow. and um, and so we've had, you know, we had um, last year we we distributed, I think it was over 1,100 thank you cards to the schools mm-hmm. where we have a middle school and high school campus ministry that that were signed by student leaders, uh, just said, hey, we're thinking about you, we appreciate what you're doing, we took time this morning to pray for you, um, and we distributed them, distributed them to uh, to a little over uh, 1,100 teachers, and I know one of the the schools. They hand delivered them to their teachers with a muffin. They had gotten together earlier that week and made a bunch of muffins, and um, it was um, they 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 went a little bit above and beyond sure. what some of the other campuses did. But they took it to the teacher, and one of the things that made a difference was the teacher had said, um, uh, or when she was handed the muffin in the card, she uh, she began to cry and she said, "I just I I, I don't even know what to say," oh. and um, and so it's really being able to take some of those students that. Um, that are fortunate to be maybe in in in, um, in situations that may be a little bit less challenging when it comes to life. Uh, I mean, we all have our challenges regardless of, of course, how yeah. old we are. Right. Um, but but maybe their circumstances are a little bit better than others, and um, and. Um, you know they're they're looking for a way to to be able to take the blessings that they have and pass that on, and so it's being able to work with those students and encouraging them to not only be a uh, uh, make a positive impact in their student body, but make a positive impact on their campus by uh, working with the teachers and the administrators. And so we're all the time looking for students. I, I will say this: I mean, uh, some of the stories that I've shared about some of these students, a lot of times. Um, uh, students may look different, uh, and you feel more comfortable around them because they come uh, from a different part of the community, or sure. you know, they, they come from you know, they, they, their family's been best blessed financially, or whatever it is. They may be, they may have a different package around them mm-hmm. that's not as scary, you know. But a lot of times, when you kind of crack that nut, I mean, you, you still see an interior that sometimes, or if not, a, you know, a lot of the times, is not. 
the, the core of that person is could be tore up just as much as the person that had yeah. the shell that looked completely different. Yeah. And so we have to be careful sometimes too with realizing that um, uh, the packages may look different, but we really need to be able to get inside those students and find out what's going on in their life. And whether it's that student or whether it's the student who has run away from home and and really doesn't have a mom and dad that really cares about them, there's still opportunities to take them and um, and uh, put them in positions that that give them an opportunity to um, to to make a positive impact in the life of somebody else. So I mean, it's uh, campus ministries is one of the ways that we do that throughout the school year. We do outreach events and mm-hmm. being able to uh, provide these for no charge. Uh, we raise support through businesses and individuals and uh, bring uh, different types of events to our area and promote that through our churches and through grassroots promotions in ways so that we students can come and hear challenging messages that um of, of really some national speakers that we're bringing in here they're convention level speakers yeah. uh, we're just um, for those particular events we're we're offering them free of charge and so it's it's been amazing I mean we I mean these aren't real big events I mean you know this is a local let's uh, let's kind of unite our community this yeah. is not a a big Christian concert or something that's pulling thousands, uh, but we've we've seen a significant response to, Gosh, to I that. I know. I mean, yeah, I've um, seen that. Uh, you know, looking at some of the the profiles on your website about uh, some of your events, you know, you're, you're tapping into 700, 400, you know, 600, uh, you know, youth that are coming together. So I mean, yeah. Gosh, I I only had to you know, men- I did a little mission trip. I had to mentor like 40 kids uh, once for a week in a writing class. <clears throat> I was looking for help with 40. I don't know how you do yeah. 600. <laughs> well, fortunately, I mean, I mean. Fortunately, there's um, we're not resp- we do the event and then they go home. So I mean that's uh, it's not not that many all the time that we're responsible for. Again, it's the youth pastors that we're trying to um, kind of help them and lift them up, giving them some options and encouraging them along the way too, because they're the ones that are that are out here every week being with the 10, the 20, the 30, the 40, right. or the 50 or 80 that they're responsible for on a, on a more consistent basis than. Um, than than we are necessarily, but there are those things that we can do that provides kind of an uh, um, an encouraging arm to to the local church and to youth groups and helping them, encouraging them with that. So yeah, it's just, it's exciting though, it, it, yeah. and it's it's amazing to be able to to finish an event like that and be be wrapping everything up after everybody's gone and get text messages from the conversations that are going on and in the in the vans on the way home or on the cars on the way home or a few days later you get emails or phone calls about um, you know something that that really was significant in the life of a student that they heard at that event and mm-hmm. really made them challenge because the events that we do are not just. We want them to make a difference in the lives of that person. It's not just, hey, let's go have fun, but it's something that we can actually get into the lives of those, you know, those folks. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting that that, that you share that, uh, you know, all these different ways that you're empowering the the youth to get involved and 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 to make that difference. And as much as they want the relationship, they they want that uh, independence and and that mm-hmm. that opportunity to show that they can be part of something and even lead it. And uh, oh, I yeah. know that uh, you know some of the, one of the events you told me about for sure. Uh, uh, you actually were engaging the the student leaders and doing the promotion of it of the event and and uh, really. Really, sort of doing some of the logistical, organizational pieces as well. Right. And uh, can you want to share just a little bit about that? I mean, a lot of the things that we do. I mean, it'll be uh, a lot of the events are more of um, 
an opportunity that we give the campus ministries. I mean, no, they take place at a different time. It's not before school or after school. But uh, with these events, we're able to put some marketing materials together and give them to the students. And, and, and it's an opportunity for them to be able to hit their entire school by giving them uh, either by putting up posters at the schools that allow that or handing out tickets to students uh, as kind of an um, information piece that, and inviting them to come to that. Uh, we also can we, we do things like that for them to help promote their own campus ministry if they meet on Thursday morning before school in, in the band room, so to speak. We'll, mm. we'll kind of create some resources for them that are... Um, are really uniquely designed, some very creative pieces. Uh, they're full color. So we give them some quality pieces that they're able to take those things and use those on their campus to be able to invite friends to do that. We also listen to the students, find out what they want, what are you liking, um, what are you struggling with. Mm. Um, they may not know the speakers that we're bringing in, but we're listening to the topics of concern that those students have and then finding a speaker that can really address that topic. Wow. So it may not be the speaker that's that they asked for, for, um, but it definitely will be the issue that they're struggling with. Um, and uh, e- again, I, I, I keep going back to this uh, to this young girl that my wife and I took out Friday night. Just being able to sit and listen to her just gave me a lot of ideas to realize um, where we could be doing a better job mm. uh, because of the area of students that she was hanging around with and the needs that were that are that are there. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's it's being able to listen to the students and doing what we can on their behalf, but at the same time looking for opportunities to be able to put students in leaders of in positions of leadership uh, so that they themselves can can kind of um, be a blessing to somebody else make a difference you know i i love how you're 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 taking your passion and 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 you're acting on it and and but you're not trying to take over the situation you're trying to empower others and that's what we're about uh with uh hear women talk we we want to empower women we want to enlighten them and 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 just give them an opportunity to to take that passion or that feeling to do something for someone else and 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 kind of connect them with people that are they're already sort of started it and and modeling it uh we are going to take a break when we come back we're going to talk about how you you might uh, get involved with Ground Zero or some of their events if you're an adult, and, and uh, you know maybe even reach out with uh, some of your teens. Uh, you know, on our uh, HearWomenTalk.com uh, page, if you click on the social button, you're going to see uh, a video on the Dragon Boat Racing Team that uh, Ground Zero put together in Myrtle Beach uh, last year. I know that's one of the the big events. So certainly some of them are speakers, some of them are music, and some of them are just outright let's get down there and, and, and get on the water kind of events. So uh, I encourage you to to visit that social page um, now and also later and uh, be on hearwomentalk.com. This is the Jody Lynn Smith Show for Zeus Radio Network and Hear Women Talk. Life with uh, me, your host, Jody Lynn Smith. Uh, my guest Scott Pesor, he's a uh, executive director of Ground Zero. It's a youth ministry, and, and uh, it's a, a program that uh, can be modeled uh, all over the United States. It's certainly a, uh, a program unique and creative that he's come up with, and uh, with the help of his staff and his volunteers, and a lot of the youth we were talking about in our in our last segment have really yeah. connected and, and given you that that kind of thought. It's great, Scott. Oh yeah, and it's um, you know, one of the things that's uh, that's exciting for me is just being able to see the, the teenagers get excited about um, 
about these things and to be able to see someone that's really struggling with something um, be able to come out whether you know whether it's uh, t- adults that are looking for ways to give back to their community or whether it's teenagers looking to make a positive difference in, in the life or, or a youth pastor that's really struggling they're they're down they're weary they're you know they feel like they're defeated you mm. know and being able to look into the community and find those people that are the ones that carry the passion just as much as we do yeah. and um, and they just need some encouragement and some resources to help with them you know, it, and that's so important. We, you know, we were certainly talking about some of the great efforts that that you do on the the way in here today. I, I caught a glimpse of a news article about a a 16 year old uh, uh, girl that simply wanted to have an impact, and she came up with this idea of anonymous encouragers. Mm, yeah. And uh, you know, I didn't catch her name, and so if anybody uh, who's listening uh, now knows the person I'm talking to, please call in and uh, let me know at six four six six five two two zero seven one. But what she was doing is she she got a bunch of her girlfriends together it started and it's grown bigger than that and they just picked people anonymously out of the phone book and uh, sent them an encouraging letter and note and and they include a bible verse uh, but it was really more like you know I just want to encourage you in wherever you are today and uh, it's just she didn't do it for fame she didn't do it for fortune Uh, somebody touched her and she said wow yeah. You know, I can do something more. I can touch somebody. And, sure. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just so encouraged that there are people out there all the time that are just living that life. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we uh, we put a video on the Hear Women Talk uh, social page uh, about one of the events where you are really touching a lot of adults and uh, a lot of teens. And uh, it was called the Dragon Boat Race. I am so into what is the Dragon yeah. Boat Race. you got to tell me. Well, it's, it's um, Dragon Boating is actually, the, I think, the world's fastest growing water sport uh, so it's actually a sport mm-hmm. um, some of the companies that own the boats and um, uh, the, the different uh, pieces of equipment that it takes to do these things are basically oversized canoes yeah um, they they make those things available for festivals and so we um, working with one of our staff members um, a couple of years ago brought that with some business owners bought brought that to Myrtle Beach uh, for the first annual uh, Dragon Boat Festival, Ground Zero Dragon Boat Festival, and we um, it ended up, we were a little skeptical, I was a little skeptical, I wasn't sure, I'd never seen it before, never mm-hmm. been a part of this before, but um, it's a fundraising event for us, uh, it's a, it not only raises money, but it also raises awareness of who we are, yeah. and it was really, the, we did. We just finished our second one this past April, and it was mm-hmm. amazing to see um, just the excitement both the first year and the second year, and we're already getting ready for next year, but it's it's a great way for for the community to be a part of this. Um, you know, somebody can just say, "Hey, I want my business," or uh, "or I want to get a bunch of my friends together, and we want to get a boat." Yeah. And so you compete in these boats throughout the day, and uh, we have food vendors and a big stage set up, and some local bands and an mm-hmm. MC that drives the day, and uh, it's just continual racing. But it it is just it's a blast. It's just a, a, a really fun event, not a big outreach event like a lot of the other events that we yeah. do but it's really just a good family community event that raises awareness and funds for us to be able to do the other things that we do gosh we well, you know the, the the video was just so fabulously cool uh, i guess you have yeah. a lot a lot of videos on on youtube you guys are you know at the part of the deal of, of uh, engaging so many young people as they all know all about technology and they're all about yeah. you know doing this and that it's so exciting i, I want to have a dragon boat race tomorrow can we yeah <laughs> no i probably not. i'll let it's you do that big, yeah I, I, so, well that's part of the thing is, you know, we look at these things and we say, gosh, that's easy, you know, and, and maybe it's not easy. Right. Uh, it doesn't mean we can't do it. 
Okay, oh, so yeah. we can't do it tomorrow. I got that. I'm just teasing. But right. you know, but we could do it if if we had a passion for some sure. some event to bring the family together. And oh yeah. And uh, you know, what if somebody had a really cool idea uh, that they wanted to maybe start in their own community? They had a passion for reaching the youth, or maybe even uh, a, a slightly older age group than you deal with. Maybe the college kids, for example. And right. You know, could they could they learn from you? Could they talk with you at Ground Zero? I mean, wh- what could we do to sort of connect you all? Sure. I, I'm, we're, I mean, we, we by no means have all the answers. I mm-hmm. wish we had more answers than we do. Um, but, but we're always open, uh, whether through email communication or phone, to, uh, or even sitting down and talking if someone's close by, just to be able to share kind of our story, our road, our struggles, our ups, our downs. Um, there are definitely things that we are doing here that can be modeled in other areas. Uh, when it comes to middle school and high school, there are some things that we do that probably could be applied to other age groups. Um, there's an, a girl right now, actually, that we're um, some, a couple of our staff are meeting with her this afternoon. She did an event in another state mm-hmm. on her campus, yeah. and it was uh, an event that she brought in a, a female author uh, that really focuses on helping um, uh, helping young ladies realize mm-hmm. their value in their self. And um, so um, she brought her to that campus and had a number, I think they had about maybe 700 or so students come. And she just talked about the impact that it made by helping those young girls realize that um, they have to be careful with what they're listening to and who they're listening to and that their value is not found in a lot of the things that sometimes they may think that their value is found in. And, and um she had such a success that she we had breakfast with her the other morning. She said, "I want to do that in Myrtle Beach," oh, and so we're um, you know we're actually working with her to help her to to help her be able to bring that same person to Myrtle Beach and mm-hmm. um, and to target middle school and high school girls though instead of college girls. I think she may try to do it at, at, on the college level too here, but yeah. but we're working with her to be able to do the middle school and high school, and so we're always open to be able to share and uh, you know empowering other people to be able to do do some things. Again, we don't have all the answers, but we definitely definitely have a, a lot uh, of a lot of experience some uh, experience in so sure. good or bad so. well and that's actually uh, you know something that I understand you're doing uh, you, is sort of an extension of your vision is to uh, build this meeting and this mentoring facility that that really can reach out you know Myrtle Beach certainly is a uh, a nice place to be but we bring people from all over the world are attracted here and it's right. such an opportunity to expand that that right. ministry and can you tell us just uh, a little bit about uh, this this facility that you're hoping to put together and, and, and extend your reach? Sure. I mean, you know, we've talked a little bit about the camps ministries. We've talked about the outreach events. And then we do things for youth pastors and stuff. And all of those things are kind of behind-the-scenes nurturing. But there's um, one of the big drives and passions within me for this ministry is being able to have a place that is there that teenagers can go to. Now, it's not a, a place where they can stay. Uh, you know, it's not it's not anything like that. It's not a, a boys and girls club or a YMCA right. concept neither. But but it's more of a club. It's 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 a place. That's designed specifically for teenagers. The, the 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 look of the facility, the design of the facility, the programming of the facility is something that teenagers want to go to, and it keeps them coming back. Mm. Um, and they know that there's that that it's there. They want to bring their friends to, it. and it gives them a safe place. It gives parents a place uh, where they know that their teenagers are going to be safe if they go there. And and so we have we have this concept that we're working on, and we're. Um, we're looking for a particular, uh, specific location that um, that we can uh, we can upfit a building to be able to do that. You mm-hmm. know, place is going to have local bands, national bands. Uh, we have a great partnership with a company called Crimson Cup um, that is. Um, 
uh, going to be our coffee shop element. And oh, so there's going to be a full-service coffee shop, uh, you know, more of a snack or an ice cream or a grill area, um, a multi-purpose room. Depending on the size of the facility, you know, it could be an indoor skate park. Um, in a place where we could do some of the events and have some bands. So it's, it's really really just a place that's multi, multifunctional, just some place that they can go into. If they don't like what's going on in one place, they can go to another place. Mm-hmm. But regardless, um, it's something that's just there on a more consistent basis. You can't, you know, unfortunately, you can't do these big events every weekend. Right, right. Um, you know, so there, it's kind of a hit and miss, but there are a lot of, there are a lot of teenagers that, that really benefit from that. Um, but there are a lot of teenagers out there that do need something more consistent in their life. They don't yeah. have a family to go back to or a home that they, they can go back to or that they want to go back to sometimes, unfortunately. And we don't want to take them away from their mom and dads by any means. Right. Uh, but we do want to be able to be a source of encouragement for them. And even for the students that aren't struggling with those same issues, being able to just have a place to go. I had a, a, a just dad. Just being around that, that, that sort of, you know, people, it's, it's a yeah. lot of who we become is who we, we associate with. And, yeah. and uh, you know, I was reading something recently, uh, a lot of really cool authors uh, have a lot to say about our value system nowadays. And, yeah. and you know, but one thing really just touched home, and that is that almost just about every problem that we have, and whether it's big in our world or, or in small in another or, or what have you, really has to do with what we value. And if we all just made decisions based on what we value and, and even became passionate about that, you yeah. know, ordinary people could do extraordinary things and and it might be a 16 year old that started the anonymous encouragers it might be um, a 15 year old that uh, is wearing clothes that that are that are clean and 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 new and uh you know for the first time in their life and and just might be somebody that uh uh, learned a little bit about character building through another event right you know it's it's kind of neat to have a place that we can associate that way sure yeah i mean and, and so there's you know, again, for us, we don't have all the answers, but we know that there's a need out there. And um, I met a I met a dad who asked me about that specifically about a, a place, and he said, "When are you going to have it open?" I said, "I don't know. We've got to you know, go raise some more money and do some different things." And um, he said, "Well, you know, I, I, I wish it would have been open on this, you know, back so many times ago because um, my dad, he said, his son was killed at a place going, oh. and so it's, you know, there's there's teenagers that are looking for those places to go, and sometimes there's some unfortunate situations because there's a lack of positive places and safe so places for them to go. So, well, you know what, I am so touched by that story and and how you're living your passion, and I'm so glad that you joined us on on uh, the on the, the Wow You're Living the Life uh, program, Scott. And uh, if people want to reach out to you, uh, what is your website if they want to know more about your events? It's ground. Excuse me, Ground Zero uh, MB for Myrtle Beach, but Ground Zero MB.com. Oh, great. We're going to put that on the hearwomentalk.com uh, uh, website so you can you know, hear this interview and, uh, uh, and learn more about these events. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, this is Jody Lynn Smith of the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. And I'm so glad you joined us.